welcome to another episode of the Onward and Upward podcast. My name is Harry Ozarek. I'm the host of this podcast. Uh, as always, we have our co-host, Ben Larson. Um, and then we have a special guest with us today, my brother, Michael Ozarek. That's right, my brother, same last name. I'm glad that you're able to join us. We'll get to you in just a little bit. Um, but as always, I want us to start with who we are, Onward and Upward podcast. We want people to move onward in their daily walk and upward in their relationship with Christ. That's why we exist. That's why we do what we do and talk about what we talk about. Um, we do love starting with some fun, funny uh, conversation, little tidbits. And so uh, we have shower thoughts. That's the uh, theme uh, today. We have some shower thoughts. And so, uh, yeah, um, I'm going to go first because um, I really like mine. Um, there we go. All right, first one. You guys ready? Go for it. Kids will never understand the poignant self-satisfaction of slamming a phone down on the cradle to hang up on someone and end an angry conversation. Now, I'm right at the end of that era, right? But I did grow up that we had phones on a, on a cradle. In fact, our phones weren't even... Uh, they weren't even digital to start with. They were the old four, three. And then if you mess up in the middle, you know you have to start up, start over the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I was thinking, I read that one, and I was just picturing me taking my smartphone <laughs> and slamming it on the ground. Yeah, probably not the best. I would have to idea. say the satisfaction would be short lived. Yeah, yeah. Depends on how mad you <laughs> just, are. Picture that for a moment, right? If I took this thing and I just slammed it on the ground in frustration, my satisfaction would be very momentary, and then absolute horror would take over. Um, now yeah. there was a short time they had bricks, the little, the little. Yeah. Uh, yep. They weren't smartphones yet, and you could chuck those. Yeah. I've done that before. I was frustrated with a call, and I threw it on the ground. I picked it right back up, put the battery back in, because you know the battery already's always popped out. Put that back in, and away you went. Uh, so there was some satisfaction, but now these things. You guys, there's no satisfaction in throwing this on the ground. It's uh, terror. I so, would have So funny side terror. story. My, yeah. my, my daughter's got a couple of old flip phones that don't work anymore. You know, she just used them as a, as a toy, right? And, uh, but they're flip phone. And gosh dang it, you can make a lot of noise when you close them up. So, yeah. That's, that's about the only way that you can get close without, you know, working in an office and slamming your office phone down. So, mm -hmm. yeah. But totally true. Oh, goodness. Do you got one, Ben? I do. So, uh, and, and people that know me will uh, get why I picked this. <laughs> so if no two people are exactly the same, then there is really no form of normal. And if there is no form of normal, then everyone is weird. Let's say it one more time. Say it one more time. Yeah. So if no two people are exactly the same, then there really is no form of normal. Correct. Right? Yep. There's no, no average. So, and if there is no form of normal, there, then everyone is weird. We're well, all I like unique. that. We're, we're all I weird. can embrace that. Every person is weird. Man, I'm already weird, I feel yep. like, anyway. So that's great. It brings everyone yeah. to, to our level then. Absolutely. Because I consider you to be somewhat weird. Absolutely. Absolutely. Probably so. Yeah, I love that. Michael, you got one? I do. This might be funny for well, funny for most people, I would say. Yeah. Have, women, a, have a sense of humor. Yeah. yeah. Women dropping hints or being obvious about liking a guy. It's much like expecting Braille to be easy to read for a blacksmith with calloused and missing fingers. So good. Let's just face it. Guys don't pick up on that kind of stuff. Yeah, There's yeah. no such thing as obvious. Oh. It is not obvious. My wife, at one point when we were dating, I had that same conversation after we got married back when we were dating, like, 
when did you actually like me? And she said when she, when she liked me. And it was like five months before I was even sure that she liked me, right? She's like, what are you talking about? The first time I ever told her I liked her, right? She never said anything back to me like, oh, I like you too or anything like that. It was just like, no, I'm not gonna date you. Oh, okay. <laughs> she remembers. She remembers, no, I totally told you that I liked you. I'm like, mm, no, no, I was left in the ether of what <laughs> wondering what's happening. And I'm like, all I remember telling her is like, well, I like you, so I'm probably gonna ask you again or something like that. <laughs> and, hey, nine years later, we're married still and loving yeah. life, so. I've got, I've got another one here. Uh, this is kind of a, it's kind of, a, a, I don't know, somewhat serious. Maybe it's not super funny, but. If you ever think you had an original thought, a quick Google search will put you in your place. <laughs> so true. Yeah. We think we're so creative, right? And we're yeah. like, no one's thought of this before. A quick Google search, that'll put you in your place. Which, which saves you a lot of time. Don't wait to do the Google search. Like, if you have a great idea and you yep. think, well, I'm going to do this, uh, just save yourself a whole bunch of headache yep. and just check right away. Yep. Here's a life model for you. You ready for this one? Here's a life model for you. It's not your fault you're born dumb. It's true. Okay, but it is your fault if you die dumb. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I'm like, those are wise words to live by. Absolutely. Right? It's not your fault, fault if you were born dumb, but it is your fault if you die dumb. All right, so earlier in our existence, it was like, what does not kill you makes you stronger. Yes, okay. Well, lately, uh, it's been changed to if, uh, you know, what does not kill you uh, ends up mutating and then tries to kill you over and over again. Now, I'm, I'm a little bit frustrated that it didn't talk about how what? you were getting stronger every time it doesn't kill you. But, yeah, but right. It, Where's yeah. The, uh, the development of perseverance, yeah, as they say? Yeah. Character. Oh, yeah. goodness. All right, I'm going to do one more and then I'll, I'll be done. But uh, right. this, this is, you know, we have the Olympics going on right now, so I think this is apropos. Mm. Trying to explain Olympic sports to a two-year-old Makes you question why some of them are sports. Hammer throw. There's definitely some. They some added some ones. more this year too. Yeah, they added some more. Say but, it one more time. Yeah, so if you're trying to explain Olympic sports to a two-year-old and explain what it is, some of those sports are like hard to explain to a two-year-old. So it makes you wonder, is it, is it really a sport? <laughs> <laughs> I think anything that can be considered competitive obviously is uh, qualifies as a sport. Yes. <laughs> Much less in the Olympics. That's right. Uh, Michael, do you have any? Otherwise, I got one more. Go for it. All right. Uh, well, we'll do this one. Human bodies are, the, are awful traitors. You give them food, and all they give you is crap. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean that literally and figuratively. Yeah. The human body... And pain. Sometimes go together. The human body does grow, but it reaches a point where it stops growing and it just starts decaying. Mm -hmm. And all you do is you keep giving it love and food. Well, some people give it love and food. Other people, not so much. <laughs> I'm trying to get on that. I, I haven't been always nice to my body. I'm trying to be nice to my body. Uh, my brother here has put a lot of work into being nice to his body. Um, yeah, it's like, okay, but you're being nice to your body and it yeah. still, it just doesn't, it doesn't give you a whole ton back, you know? That's an awful, awful traitor. I've never thought about that before now but yeah some shower thoughts to start our time off together um 
What a great time. Uh, if you didn't know, folks, we are at the fair right now currently, the Richland County Fair. And uh, so we're doing a live, not live, but we're doing our shooting here yeah. at the fair. And uh, we're going to be going around. We're going to be showing some different booths and things like that. Mm -hmm. um, and then, uh, and then we're going to go look at some shops, maybe go towards the exhibit building. Uh, the theme today is serving. And so the first stop we have is we're going to head into the, uh, into the event center building here. And uh, we're going to take a look at one booth that I know is seeking here to be a service in all that they do. And so let's head that way. Oh, we are. Oh, do you need an empty jug? You need a, a jug to be refilled? All right, you're gonna take the mic for me. We're gonna get this all on camera, why not? I was planning on Kyle doing it, but oh, I got your back. he's otherwise occupied. I am babysitting your keys, you know. Yes. It's a pretty heavy job. Well, and just like that, we are in the uh, events building. Um, here, really quick, if you want to come over here. So, um, Faith Alliance Church puts on a free water booth every single year to serve the people coming to the fair. It is hot right now. It's like 91 degrees out. The whole fair, I think, is going to average in the 90s. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, this is a great place for people to come, get hydrated, and uh, just start our, our way of trying to give back to the community. So, it's been over 10 years, I think, that we've been doing that. Um, so it's been pretty cool to see all this going on. Um, last year we didn't have the fair, so we had a year off, a year break, uh, but we're back at it once more. And so Amber and her son Ian are manning it right now. We have a variety of different volunteers that come through. So glad that you're here. It's Thanks for doing good. it. Yeah, no problem. Yeah. My pleasure. Thanks for, you know. Oh, you know it. I'm glad that we can, glad we can get it done for you. Awesome. So let's, uh, let's head down through here and we can take a look at some more of this uh, going on here. Um, so this is our current event of the day, by the way, uh, if you were wondering, uh, is to share just a little bit of what's going on here in Richland County and at the fair. But Ben, you know, you've been here for quite a while. How long have you been in Sydney? Yeah, so basically uh, roughly 17 years, 16, 17 years. 17. So, yeah. So this is, uh, this is one of the nicer uh, county fairs you'll ever, you'll ever be a part yep. of. And uh, one of the things that's kind of fun is you have, obviously, uh, this is one of the commercial buildings. So you got commercial vendors that are here. But uh, inter yeah. intermingled in this is uh, some individual uh, booths that are, are really uh, trying to get, either get a message out, like some of the political parties have booths here. Yep. But uh, more importantly, there's um, other booths that really rely on... Uh, you know, volunteers and those that are just off offering to serve yeah. uh, the community. And, and a couple of those, obviously, are uh, our water booth we just visited. And then also, yeah. we've got the Right to Let's Life booth. That way if we could. And uh, it's always good to kind of see the Right to Life people uh, there doing, uh, yeah, doing their thing and right spreading, spreading good, good word about uh, the value of life yes. uh, in the womb. So, and uh, I know... Uh, You've got, uh, you and Tesha have one in the oven at the moment. and We do. Number five's on the way. Yeah, Adeline so Angeline. So it's kind of fun to Finally know that she's there and yeah, and coming. But uh, how precious is, is she right now? Oh, yeah. And uh, how full of life she, she is. And yep. uh, just making sure that people understand Amen that that's that. the case. Yep. Amen yep. to that. Yep, we rejoice. Right now we're getting time, right? It's, she's, she's in Tesha, but you can still feel her kick. Oh, yeah. It's very much alive and kicking, so I uh, love that we get to uh, showcase this here in just a moment, but um, yeah, there's so many things offered here at Richland County Fair, and like you said, a lot of things are for profit, but there are a number of 
of booths. Um, Spencer, if you just want to go and stand over there, and then we'll just stand over here. I think right about here. Yeah. I'll so edit we, some of that out. We just want to make sure. Get, if you can get the sign there, Spencer. But this is the Right to Life booth. Hi. So we're shooting a podcast here. We're from Faith Alliance Church. I'm the associate pastor there. I'm Harry. Oh, I would love to. Where is that at? Where do I sign? Right here? Perfect. Yeah, there's two different One is to make sure we don't have an abortion clinic in Richland County. Keep it free. And the other one is so that they won't spend federal or spend government funds to fund them. Yep. Anywhere as far as we're concerned. Yes, right now Harry's uh, signing a petition, That's several right. of them, and uh, we want to make sure that uh, we're supporting this group. So awesome. Um, with any way that we can. I'm glad that we can. Yeah. So What's awesome about their group is they this. they have uh, you know displays of the different uh, size of the little ones at right. different gestation periods, and they yeah. obviously have a video of uh, doing uh, 3D and, and other ultrasound stuff, so it's pretty cool. That's right. Yeah. yeah, and like you said, I'm excited to be joined into this world with our fifth kid here in November. Number five, yep. So, uh, love bringing life into the world and love preserving life. So, thank you again for having this booth and working it and doing what you guys do. You bet. Thank you. Yes. I had my fifth just last year. You did. No way. Congratulations. That's right. Yeah. They say it just gets easier the more you have. (laughs) They lie. I know. (laughs) Now we love it. It's a loud home, but we love it. It's great. Yeah. Never a lack of energy, but we're gonna continue on. But thank you guys so much for doing this. Yes. Yes. Totally. So again, I uh, love being able to highlight some of these different organizations like the Right to Life booth here at Richland County Fair. Um, but Ben, I think we're going to head outside here pretty quick, huh? Yeah, we can just uh, swing out this door. Start over here. looking at a yep. few other things going on. So, yeah, so Ben, one of the one of the cool things here, right, is I was telling Michael, is it just feels like it's really well organized. So, yep. I don't know, share a little bit of your thoughts, just... You're used to the county fairs in the cities, in the Twin Cities in Minnesota. Coming out here, just what do you what do you see? What is what's your first impressions? Yeah, I would say it's definitely a, a little more open, a little more spread out. That's kind of nice. I'm used to packing in as tight as you can go and cheek to cheek, and you don't really have a whole lot of your own personal space. Mm. So this is definitely a nice change of pace there for sure. Yeah, it's, a, it's definitely more wide open. County, uh, the Carver County Fair that we used to go to growing up, everything's very much packed in there tight. Um, mm-hmm. You never have, if you want to pan really quick there, Spencer, real slow, you never really quite have all this open grass. Now it may get filled up between now and later. Mm-hmm. We may see some other booths. Um, as he's panning, you can see that blue tent there he just passed. That's, the, uh, that's my favorite booth here. That's the uh, barbecue oh. tent. Uh, and they always have just amazing food. Um, and as you panned, you also saw the big grand, uh, grandstand. That's one of the largest attractions here at the Carver County Fair. The rodeo, correct me if I'm wrong, it has, it's one of the largest rodeos, one of the largest uh, winning rodeos as far as the purse yep. um, in the country. Am I right in that? Well, for this size of a fair, yeah. Yeah. You know, what they're, what they're giving out for, you know, how many people attend is, is uh, what they're giving out for how many people are actually attending is, is pretty good. So yeah. uh, definitely a well-run operation. And I think 
Um, speaking of servants, uh, you know that we got a, a, a paid staff. Obviously, we got a fair yeah. manager and, and some paid staff to help yeah. make all this happen. Um, but we also have uh, a board that serves, and they're just community yes. members. And some of those community members have served up to 28 to 30 years. 32 years, I think, is really? is the longest one. And uh, and those guys don't get paid necessarily. They're they're just wow. here making sure that the community input is there to make sure that they're making the fair uh, the best it can be every year uh, with whatever limitations and uh, well, that felt nice. opportunities they have. So, yeah, it's a great, uh, one of the things that's nice about this area is that there's a lot of people with a servant's heart that want to be involved yeah. in any way they can and, and that uh, that helps us have events like this. Ben, just as you were sharing, a lot of a lot of different people, a lot of different hands, a lot of different efforts that get put into pulling off something like this. Um, and there is a lot of for-profit, but there's also a lot of people that are raising money for great yeah. causes, uh, different clubs and things like that, as well as us as a you know as a church doing the fair water booth, just trying to give back to the community, not looking sure. for anything in return. Um, I know there's several others. I know Pella Lutheran has their uh, um, food booth Absolutely. that uh, they raise money for to give food away and, and stuff like that. And several other clubs and organizations doing the same thing. So, uh, so cool to be um, to be in in this area and doing this stuff. So, um, yeah, really quick before we move on, just a reminder: um, please like and follow, share this video. Um, our hope is to get this word of encouragement and hope and joy yeah. and peace and love out to as many as we can. Uh, again, it's not for any of our sake. We're just trying to we're trying to touch on some important topics and bring um, bring that hope and joy, right? Absolutely. Want, wanting people to move onward in their daily walk and upward in their relationship with Christ. So, um, if you would right now, smash the like button, share it, follow our pages. We're on Facebook. We're on YouTube. We're on every podcast app you can think of. Um, it's all over the place, Onward and Upward Podcast. Uh, if you do that for us, that would be phenomenal. So one of the things also that we, we uh, because of the size of the community we are, we, we are really reliant on a lot of volunteer fire and EMS and uh, you know all those, uh, those guys that help keep us safe. And uh, um, you know, there's, we're going through a drought right now, so there's definitely been the fire um, engine rolling quite a bit and yes, there it's good is. to see these guys here uh, being a part of um, the fair and, and just showing uh, showing off the, some of the equipment also yeah. just being available in yep. case somebody gets hurt I know that uh, the ambulance crew here um, you know I wouldn't doubt if there's some people get a little heat stroke this uh, this week and gonna have to be careful. they're here to help um, help men you know serve and and to help those guys out yeah with whatever's going on there so anyways uh, as we walk in here we're going to be going past some of the uh, different food booths and a lot of those are volunteer run and yep. it's for different organizations that are making uh, s some money for different uh, organizations that uh, and it helps them be successful in making our community uh, the place it is. Agreed. Yeah. Um, yeah so as we continue walking down here if you could uh, Michael I'd love for the people watching to get to know you a little bit. Um, I have a few questions for you but just share briefly who you are, where you're from, who are, like who is Michael Ozarek? Oh, yeah, it's a good question. Not sure even if I know the answer yet. <laughs> uh, for sure not fully. Yeah, I live in uh, Brooklyn Park in Minnesota in the Twin Cities. Uh, work in a town just west there in Plymouth. Work for an engineering company called Cybertroll Engineering. I'm a project manager for them. Uh, I've been at that company now a little over eight years or so. Mm. Something like that. Wow. And uh, so far, so good. Who knows if I'll be there for much longer or 
for forever. I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. Um, go to church up in Moundsview called Bethlehem Baptist Church. Mm-hmm. Uh, lead a small group there. That's been a true joy. That's what I was going to ask you. What kind of ministry are you involved in? What you know? How do you serve in your church currently? Yeah. Yeah, I've been leading a small group now three years. Uh, involved in various other things at the church, volunteer work here and there. Hmm. Uh, some of it more ad hoc or short term. Some of it a little bit long, longer term. Um, seeking some other avenues right now currently. Hmm. So we'll see how that stuff pans out as the Lord leads. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but. Yeah, I love the church. I love the people. It's kind of a bigger church, so it's like there's just definitely a a need for people to get connected. Mm. So that's what I love about leading a small group is doing a small part of helping people stay in community. Okay. Um, hearing from the word often and getting to know one another, living life with one another. Mm. So. Right on. Well, yeah, so... And I ask you that question on purpose. That is our subject today. Uh, ben, when I was talking with you as well, uh, we've this is our 10th episode now of the podcast. We've covered a variety of different subjects. Um, and one of the subjects we covered up at the Yak was sharing is caring. Yep. And so I thought a nice follow-up to that would be this idea of serving. Also, episode 9 was with our police chief, Mark Kraft. And, um, and that was all about serving the community and things like that. And so... I really wanted to touch on this subject specifically. Um, what does it mean to serve? Ben, you had a, you had a scripture there. Uh, I believe it was Philippians 2, 1 through 5. And uh, if you would, please read it for us. I think it really speaks generally to this, this uh, servant heart idea that we're talking about. Yeah, and uh, just give some context. This is Paul, uh, his letter to the Philippians. And so um, this is... Uh, that's how it leads out to the second chapter. Therefore, if you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort from his love, if any common sharing in the spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, then make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being one in spirit and of one mind. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of the others in your relationships with one another have the same mindset as Christ Jesus. Mm. Don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Be humble. Thinking of others is better than yourselves. And then verse four, that's what to me, it just everything's context up until that point. Don't look out only for your own interests, but take right. an interest in others too. I think mm-hmm. that idea of like, God wants you to be healthy. We were talking about that earlier from the joke, right? Yep. Of, uh, our bodies, right? We need to take care of our bodies. We need to take care of our minds, our emotional health, all those things. Um, but don't look out only for your others. And also that idea of serving again, consider others as better than mm-hmm. yourselves. Often when we place ourselves above others, uh, we find ourselves not really serving other people very well. Um, because we don't really see the need or, or we don't, or we don't, or we're not focusing on anything but ourselves. Right. Um, I don't know what, what you guys have any thoughts on that, on that scripture. Well, I think to me, I mean, it, it's, uh, it's really what Paul is doing is he's calling, um, Christians to really step up to the standard that Christ mm. established. And it's a, it's a, 
it's a very high standard, and it's not something that we can attain in any way without His help and the, you know the, the ability of Him, uh, Holy Spirit, to uh, give us guidance and, and uh, instruct us. But we're all selfish creatures by nature, and so um, what uh, what Paul is highlighting is that if we are really truly uh, surrendered to Christ, then we we need to be relying on uh, on His Spirit in mm. us to really drive our decisions and how we view others. And and uh, you know He was. He was the, the ultimate servant uh, yeah. to, the, to the point of death. And so uh, the idea of, of uh, making ourselves available and giving of ourselves to benefit others and uh, meet their needs is, mm-hmm. is just a, a great example of how God loves us and how we're supposed to be loving other people. Yeah, yeah that's the part that really stood out for me too is in that verse 5, I believe, mm-hmm. that we're supposed to have this mind. Uh, in the ESV it says, have this mind among yourselves, yeah. which is mm-hmm. yours in Christ Jesus. So mm-hmm. I think agreeing with you Ben there 100% it's this isn't something that we just innately have we're not born with that Mm -hmm. that's something after you've been regenerated as you've been made a child of Christ Mm -hmm. now we have Christ's mind now we have the ability to actually think outside ourselves love someone other Mm -hmm. than ourselves that's right truly rightly yeah so it's Christ working in you it's his mind given to you taken out of taking out your heart of stone, putting it in a heart of flesh. Now I can actually love mm. selflessly, not for my own purposes, right. not for my own gain, but truly for their gain. And um, even if you continue on in these verses too, you see that here's the example of what Christ did for us, not just mm-hmm. not just giving us food mm. or not just giving us drink, yeah. but giving his life. Yeah. So have this mind among yourselves that as you seek to serve one another, serve as Christ served. Yeah. He didn't come to take, he came to serve. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He didn't come um, for those that are well, he came for those that are sick. Yeah. So it seems like this isn't something we can do on our own. Mm. And we couldn't do it before Christ. That's really good. Yeah, so. absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, like that self, the selflessness is what I hear you kind of saying, Michael. The um, the idea of looking out beyond yourself again, not ignoring yourself because God wants you to be healthy. He calls our bodies uh, a temple, right? And so you don't treat a temple with disregard or disdain or uh, uh, neglecting it, right? You you provide care, you provide, you clean, you make sure it's presentable, you make sure, right? Good things. Um, but when the temple becomes the only thing that captures your attention and you don't look beyond that to anything else, that's where we fall into it. And I love that you touched on that, Michael. Like um, Paul is speaking to Christ followers. Mm-hmm. He's not speaking to the world at large. He's speaking to those right. that have said, yep, I've surrendered my life to Christ. You are now my Savior and my Lord. Um, and now because you have entered into me, you have made me new. And now I am, I am free. I am free in Christ. And because of that, now I have the freedom to choose you in all things. Um, and, and part of choosing Christ is choosing his creation as well. Choosing to love, honor, respect, be a good steward, um, the people around us, his creation. And right. so don't look out only for your own interests. Um, and then, Mike, like you said earlier, that the idea of unity. Um, then make me truly happy by agreeing wholeheartedly, this is verse 2, with each other, loving one another and working together with one mind and purpose. Um, this is something that we're meant to do together. 
this idea of loving one another, lifting each other up, is not a singular person. Like, Ben, you're a Christ follower, go do it. This is, this is Paul speaking to the body of Christ, the body of right. Jesus at large, saying together, as one unit, do this. Yeah, and I think that's a good warning because, you know, we're obviously talking about the importance of serving others. Well, you can do that to an unhealthy aspect as well, meaning that you're not submitting to Christ's lordship and his Mm -hmm. leading. You've gone off the deep end on your own and you've gone rogue and you decided, well, I'm just going to do what scripture says under my guidance, under what I think that means, and I'm just going to serve nonstop all day long and I'm just giving myself mm-hmm. and all of a sudden you're getting burnt out and you're not really truly representing Christ very well yeah. because uh, you're doing it out of your own strength, not out of his. And so that is the danger of, of you know, over-serving in, in that yeah. way. Mm-hmm. And that's why the, the admonition to that Paul is doing is to the whole body, not mm-hmm. to each individual. Because uh, it does take multiple people uh, to solve issues and, and uh, have a community and, and, and yeah. meet some needs. So it's not all on us individually to, to do that. Mm. You know, it's, It really should be a, a collective effort. Yeah. yeah. The word that sticks out for me with that is in, uh, I think it's verse 3, but mm-hmm. in humility. Mm-hmm. That's right. I think that's potentially dual purpose there. In humility, you are counting others as more than you, but at the same time, you also recognize your own mortality and your own limits. That's right. That you can't just go 24-7. Mm-hmm you will start to fall apart, both yep. physically, emotionally, spiritually. There yep. needs to be a rhythm in your life of spiritual discipline that if you take that for granted or start saying, I'm just gonna serve other people and neglect mm-hmm. my own soul, eventually you're gonna wake up and realize, mm. I haven't really been serving them. That's right, yeah. Because yeah. my own heart is far from far yeah. from Christ. Yeah. So there's definitely that piece of it too. You bet, yeah. you bet. And I just love what you were saying there, Michael, too, about um, how the body coming together, working together, and, and how our souls really become dry when we're not serving other people. Um, Jesus knows, God knows that there's life in serving his body. Yep. He knows that there is, uh, um, there's more to life than just ourselves. And it's not just because he wants us to work, but because he knows that we're healthier Right. when we're serving others um, and that we're meant to where we have the purpose of serving uh, all of us each one of us now we have our unique areas of purpose um, but in this life on this world er, on this earth uh, we have the purpose all of us shared as Christ followers the purpose of serving him and serving those around us um, and that brings us into this next passage Matthew 5 uh, I'm looking at verses 14 through 16 by the way I'm, I'm reading from the NLT New Living Translation okay. um, and this is, this is a passage that I heard as a kid quite a bit. Um, they even made a song out of it, um, and I'll read it. You are the light of the world, like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see, so that everyone will praise who? Your heavenly Father. Right, this idea of of selfless serving, right? Um, we talk about serving. What is serving? Really, I think um, one of the bedrock principles of serving is what is your motivation for that service? If you're saying you're serving Christ, serving God, then the motivation really needs, according to this scripture, needs to be so that everyone will praise your holy and heavenly Father, not praise you. And 
how hard it is sometimes for us to put a lot of work, a lot of effort, a lot of time into something and not seek even a little bit of recognition, not seek even a little bit mm -hmm. of appreciation, right? It's not by degrees. It's at all. No. All of it is God's. All of it is His. Um, all of that time you spent is for Him, not for you. All that energy, all of that talent, all of that money, um, right? Even if I hold a little back... Uh, for myself, it's like holding the whole thing back for myself. It isn't a, a, a measure of degree. It's going, what is your motivation? Is your motivation for the glory of your heavenly Father? Um, and that, that just, that's, to me, that's a hard truth. Because um, it's very easy for me sometimes to want that appreciation, naturally. I don't think that's necessarily always an unhealthy thing to want to be appreciated. I think that's, that's a natural thing to feel. But who appreciated you first, right? That's what we have to come back to. It isn't, God doesn't want us to live in a world where we could never have appreciation. Again, that's where it comes back to with loving for one another, caring for one another. Like we're supposed to show appreciation to, to each other. But personally, my motivation when I serve, right? Is it for me or is it for him? One quick example, when we go on our mission trips, Ben, you've heard me say this to youth sure. and leaders alike. Yep. Um, on, on mission trips specifically, I'm looking at the students going, you're going on this trip to serve. You're going on this trip to give of yourself and not look for anything back in return. That's true service. True service is giving with no expectation of getting anything back. And the cool thing of it, and we're going to read here in Hebrews 6.10 just a little bit, the cool piece of that is God actually promises that there will be returns to that. Not always in the way that we want necessarily. But there will be returns that, the, that that giving of ourselves will not be returned void. Um, but what is my motivation? That's why I tell students, if you're going in with the motivation that I'm going to give because God's going to give me back. And so that's what I'm going to do. Well, that's a selfish ambition. Instead, go in that God's name would be known. And I can promise you, if you go in with that motivation, that it's for him and all for him, for no gain that you will gain, that you will grow, that God will be present and he will show himself anew to you. Um, but if you go in selfishly, those things, that gets hindered really quick, really easy. Um, and that's why I'm struck about what we do is an act of service, not just to help somebody, but to be a light to the people around us. But where is that motivation coming from? You know, I don't know what your guys' thoughts are on that. One of the things that, that uh, I think helps me have a right mindset about servants mm. uh, and, and servanthood in general is that uh, I'm not the one initiating mm. that that servant uh, heart, that servant attitude, that that mm -hmm. uh, service uh, act. Uh, really, if I, if I'm thinking that correctly, it is a response to what God has already done mm. for me, and it's it's a, an act of gratitude mm. and thankfulness. And what mm. can I do for you, Lord? Yeah. And so I'm responding to. Uh, the work that God has already done yeah. in my life. Yeah. Therefore, I, I shouldn't expect anything back. I'm the response to what he's done. Yeah. And the way that I show him love and care and uh, honor is to do that by loving his His creation and his people um, and doing it representing him. That's a way of being uh, gracious and responding to his goodness to us. Yeah. And so, therefore, I shouldn't expect, I mean, I'm on the back side of the transaction, not on the front side. Mm. And so, it gives you a different paradigm as to um, what you're actually doing. And, and once again, mm. your focus is primarily on what God has done in your life. Yeah. And then, 
responding in obedience to his call and his direction in your life and not just taking ownership of being a servant to somebody and then all of a sudden it's about it's about me me, or even them well it really isn't about either one it's it's about being obedient to god and and loving as he has called us to love and to serve uh, in a way that uh, is honoring to him and glorifying to him and isn't that isn't that a, a great barometer of whether or not you're having true service when you're in the midst of it do you stop and go well they didn't say thank you for that or they didn't why am i not getting appreciation for this it's like ah check it if we're saying we're following christ those things they're already present god has already shown his appreciation by giving me life by giving me freedom i know he cares for me i know he loves me like it's hard but that needs to be enough and if we're saying we're serving for his glory and his righteousness to be known by all that that there should be sufficient and what's interesting too is our hearts don't believe that yeah they're deceitful no no matter Mm -hmm. how often we tell ourselves no matter how even if other people do give us compliments and show us yeah feeling doesn't follow it very often it still doesn't Mm -hmm. fill us yep you know it has that uh momentary thrill Mm mm-hmm but it's like there's that heart heart work that you have to do beforehand. Yes. That Christ obviously has started in your heart. Right. Yeah. But there's that heart motivation where if I'm truly filled up, if my cup is filled by Christ, mm-hmm. then I don't need anything that they could ever give me because yes. I already have everything I need yes. from Christ. So if that is true, and I can spend time with God and, and get to that point mm-hmm. where I'm full, because... We're human, we're sinful, our cups run dry, and we need to go back and refill. Yeah. That's why it says, come back and drink. Drink from something that's never gonna, never gonna empty. I'm never gonna empty. Yeah. But you guys will. So yeah. come back and keep drinking, yeah. keep eating. I'm yeah. here, I'm ready. Don't Get fill up, up on other people. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. Because then, once we're full, now I can give selflessly, yeah. now I can give without expecting anything in return. Yeah. So this is so convicting. I mean, even when both of you were talking, it's like I'm convicted in my own heart of saying, yeah, there's definitely times where I'm sitting there working my butt off, and I get done, and I'm tired. And I'm like, okay, somebody give me something. I, yeah. I, I need something to continue. I'm losing my motivation to, like, to serve. Yeah. I don't need anything because to of others. Yep. You know. Yep. I already have something, so let's let's go back to that. Let's yeah. believe back in that again. Yeah. Let's remind myself of that. I forget so quickly. Well, in reality, when we act that way, that is us putting our lamp under a basket, mm-hmm. right? Going back to Matthew five. Um, mm-hmm. When we, when we act that way, that, that uh, you're not giving me what I need. I'm looking at Ben going, you're not giving me what I need. Yeah. And we're not looking to Christ first to give us what we need. We are in, 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 in a big way putting our lamp under the basket. We're, we're, sh- we're not showing people Christ. Now we're showing human depravity. Now we're showing our human dependence on just ourselves or just each other. Sorry. When really our dependence needs to be on Him first and, and fully. Um, and just as you were saying there, the conviction that I feel of the different things that I do and how sometimes I so instantly go, well, is Tesha going to notice that I did this for her, right? Mm-hmm. And then the feeling I get right after, like, it shouldn't matter. Mm-hmm. But the feeling, the feeling rarely follows the truth. That's right. My feeling often will betray what I know to be true mm-hmm. and how easy it is to fall into that feeling of of wanting to be noticed, wanting appreciation, whether it be pride or just simply I put a lot of work into this and um, it doesn't feel validated unless other people validate me. And you brought up that cup analogy. That was at the last Life Conference. Um, One of the talks was just this idea of, is your cup out? 
Last time I checked, a cup doesn't stay fill, uh, full very well when it's pointed at somebody. Right. It feels in a phenomenal way when it's yep. pointed up, yep. right? And just that simple analogy, your cup will never be filled. Right. If I go here to Ben, you are you might get some in and it'll run out, it in and run out, in and run out. Yeah. But if I point it up, I am guaranteed, guaranteed that cup will have an opportunity to be filled. Yeah, and I think I think uh, we are we are called to walk by faith. Mm. That means we need to be putting our our mindset in a place of trusting not our feelings, yeah. but what God says and what His promises are to us. Yeah. And so that gets back to, well, if, if I'm feeling that I need something. To validate myself, then that that means you're not walking in faith. Mm. You're walking in feelings. Yes, and that is a dangerous place to be. So feelings betray you. Yep, mm -hmm. they do. They are the source of some really positive things, right? But uh, I'm, I'm okay with that. Um, <laughs> but uh, I can get closer, my brother. Yeah, there you yeah. go. <laughs> um, but uh, but quite often, if feelings aren't matched up or married to logic, reason, and most importantly, God's truth, right? Then, then that's where they betray you. If feelings all on their own aren't necessarily evil or sinful. No. It's it's when they aren't married to God's truth. That's right. And grounded in God's truth yep. that they become deceitful and and cause people to stray away from His truth. Yeah. Yeah, and it seems like what's married up in this passage with your feelings, or mm. what should be, is right at the end there, uh, verse 16, mm -hmm. that they would see and give yeah. glory or give yeah. praise yeah. to God, I think, in, in your translation. Yep. It's like, my feeling should be married to that. It should be, let me give to you what the Lord has given to me so that you turn and say with me, look at how great this God yeah, is. Right, together. Like, that should be my heart's desire. That should be yeah. where my feelings get right. stirred. That's what should get me excited. Yeah. Yeah. Not come look at me. Yeah. It should be come look at this person, totally. this man, this perfect man yeah. that gave everything for me. I want him to give everything to you yeah. if you would have him. So it's like, that's that's where my heart should mm. desire. That's where my heart should lean into, mm. is come and see. Well, and I think, you know, our next scripture is in Hebrews, and it's, uh, you've already mentioned it, Harry, but God is not, uh, you know, he's not going to forget that. So I'll just read it. It says yeah, uh, in, it. in uh, Hebrews 6, Go all the way 10. through 12, if you would, for me. Yeah, I can do that. 9 through 12. So I'll back up to nine here. It says, even though we speak like this, dear friends, we are convinced of better things in your case, the things that have to do with salvation. Mm -hmm. God is not unjust. Mm. He will not forget your work and the love you have shown him as you have helped his people mm -hmm. and continue to help them. We want each of you to show this same diligence to the very end so that what you hope for may be fully realized. Yeah. We do not want you to become lazy, but to imitate those who through faith and patience inherit what has been promised. Yeah. So what's our focus? Yeah. Bringing God glory. And he's just yeah. to uh, rightly reward us for, yes. for that effort. Right. And that's, that's cool. So my translation in verse 12, it says, then you will not become spiritually dull right. and indifferent. Mm -hmm. And how many people do we see walking around us, spiritually dull and indifferent? And as I think about that, I read that of how many people who are spiritually dull or indifferent to life, indifferent. Indifference is one of those things that you can see pretty quick, pretty easily. Um, uh, and how many times those same exact people aren't serving, aren't, aren't actively mm -hmm. on a weekly basis connecting with others and, and giving of themselves and things like that. Um, and just back to our previous conversation, like if I'm not serving, I am in real danger of becoming numb and dull, yeah. 
spiritually. Yeah. Where, where I'm not going to be able to give of myself to anybody because there's nothing there to give. Um, and for me, that's like so convicting. Like when I spend time in the Word in the morning, that's not for me. That's an act of service. It, there is some to me, of course. Um, but ultimately, it's an act of service for me to be more and more prepared to know who God is and to serve those around me to know who He is better. Really, yeah. it's, it's training yourself up. It's growing. It's building. It's maturing. Um, yes, it's bringing me closer, but that is a byproduct That's right. of an action with, with an even better a better outcome, a better outcome than just me growing in Christ, but others knowing Him. To me, like that's so much better. Yeah, I want to grow, but if my growth can equal something even greater, like how much more amazing that would be. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think too, this idea of, of serving out of a full cup, mm. right, instead of an empty cup. Now, um, I've been involved in this community for a lot of years, and. Uh, and, you know, this community is filled with people that, that serve yes. greatly and do an awesome job. And, and not all of them are uh, plugged into a relationship with Christ, uh, but they're still giving of themselves. Now, I will say this, though. We are called to be the light of Christ to this area and mm. to point people to Him, not mm-hmm. ourselves. And, um, you know, I, there's, there's individuals in the past uh, that you can tell, you know, they serve a lot, but, man, they're getting burnt out. Yeah, and you can tell that by the attitude and by by the spirit by which they're they're doing stuff. Yeah. Now they're invested in something, but it's not out of a, of a, an abundance of God's mm. presence in their heart. It's mm. out of a, a dedication to something that's good. That's that's mm. fine, but that is not going to point people to Christ if you have a bad attitude. And yeah. you know things are getting done, but it's it's you know the difference when you're around somebody that that is uh, has been sitting at the Lord's table and yeah. Yeah. Uh, adequately preparing themselves for the yeah. service that they're doing. And uh, so don't forget, you know, service is important, but it's, it's much more important to be uh, in a place with your walk in Christ mm. that it's, it's an outflow of what God's doing in your life, not, yes. uh, mm. not a side piece. Mm. Yeah, right on. I don't know, Michael, if you have any thoughts on that, but... Yeah, it's interesting just hearing you even talk about service yeah. and the difference between... Uh, someone who believes in Christ and someone who does not right. and the difference mm-hmm. in their yeah. service there's a uh, a small piece of eternity that you can see in someone mm-hmm. that believes in mm-hmm. Christ and has given their life for his name mm-hmm. and that there's a permanence this is going to live on beyond my yeah. life whereas you can give your life to something that is good and commendable but it's finite. It's going to end. It has no eternal right. Uh-huh. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And maybe it feels good and, and people praise you and um, it does some good, but there is yet something greater. Mm-hmm. That's right. And I love this passage. Uh, it talks about uh, the reward that you mm-hmm. can expect. Yes. Uh, I think in another passage, um, maybe it's in Hebrews, I can't remember anymore, mm. but it talks about how uh, those who believe must also look to the reward mm. that if you're not looking to the reward then maybe you're missing something about Christ there is there should be there rightly should be this expectation that in the end what I'm doing in Christ's name mm. has some significance yeah. has something that I'm going to get for it mm. that I'm going to get to heaven and God is going to say well done mm. I mean Good and faithful servant. I kind of feel mm-hmm. like getting to heaven and seeing Christ for the first time yeah. will be reward enough mm-hmm. all by itself. Yeah. But it also talks about him preparing a place for you and that you will have crown. You know, it talks about yeah. different crowns. So it's just 
it's just interesting to, to even contemplate that looking to the reward is okay. In fact, we should be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and expectant of that mm-hmm. award, uh, reward, um, but not having that be our ambition yeah. or our motivation. Yeah, that's a that's our motivation that's for a... His name and His glory, knowing. Mm-hmm. And that's the crazy part that it, we get it mixed up sometimes. Yeah, and it's it's we can be expectant and looking for that reward without it being our motivation but so easily sometimes we switch that around we make that the motivation and then our expectation is not met because we have our own idea of what that should look like and then we we get discouraged Mm -hmm. right especially Um, because we usually feel like it should be now well instantaneous and just as you're saying the reward is really ultimately it is an eternal reward that we won't reap fully until we're with him in heaven Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what verse verse 11 says this and I love it it speaks to what you both are saying our great desire is that you will keep on loving others as long as life lasts in order to make certain that what you hope for will come true just as you're saying what are we hoping for well for people to come to know Christ we're hoping for our eternal salvation well how do we make that secure how do we make that secure by keeping on loving others as long as life lasts in order to make certain that what you hope for will come true, right? Love others for the motivation of bringing Christ to them and that they would know, that they would know who he is. Yep. Because you have a hope in you that is greater than just this life in this world. That hope not being the motivation to go do, but an expectant, uh, an expectant hope knowing that it will come as you are motivated to serve Christ for his glory and his righteousness. Mm-hmm. And as such, I, it is, it's a hard thing. It's a hard thing to wrestle through on a daily basis. It's a hard thing to wrestle through in the moment. Um, and to, to really be honest with yourself and aware and search your, search your heart, search your feelings. Like, what is my motivation here? Mm-hmm. And like we said earlier, a great barometer is, are you seeking personal gain? If you're seeking personal gain, then that's where your motivation lies. And that's where we turn, we repent, we, for, we ask for forgiveness, and we move closer to Christ. We don't cringe and pull away. We step in deeper mm-hmm. and go, I want you to be at the front and center of this. I'm struggling. Christ never wants, when we're in our, in our sinful nature and we're struggling, He wants us to step in, not step away. So often we, we, we recoil. Hide. Because that's what we expect others to do towards us. Mm-hmm. Ben shares a deep-seated sin with me. What does he expect me to do? Just naturally, our, our, our sinful nature expects me to pull away and cringe. When in reality, God's like, no, 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 step, step in. Why, why are you pulling away? You just shared something really deep with me. Step in. I want to hear it more. I want to hear it deeper. I want to hear it more fully. Step in. Step in. Step in. Christ wants us to come closer in those moments of depravity. Not step away. Right? And just this idea of we serve for Him, and when we're struggling serving for Him, step in deeper. Don't pull away, don't recoil. Step in towards Him. Um, I can't say step in enough. <laughs> and what's interesting about that is that is letting your light shine. Yeah, it is. Thank you. Back to so, Matthew 5. Uh, it's precisely when mm. we show ourselves to be sinful that yeah. Christ can shine most brightly, His power can sh- shine most clearly, yeah. that when we're weak, People will see, oh, mm. he's weak. Mm. I'm weak. Yeah. What does this mean for me? What, yeah. what does this mean about this God that they keep talking about yeah. that somehow this God can still love them even when they yeah. screw up? Mm-hmm. And they screwed up majorly. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's going to affect, that's going to have real world actual consequences, yeah. but they still have a God that loves them and they can still have joy. 
Yeah. Like that's counter-cultural. That's not normal. That is different from every other religion. That is different from any other sect or group mm-hmm. that's out there that's trying to preach something about how we should live and orient yeah. our lives. That's something that brings freedom, true freedom. Yeah, true freedom. When everything else promises freedom but never lives up to it. Yes. Yeah, and I think it gets back to the mindset of Christ, you know. He thinks differently about all mm-hmm. these things, and he's reflective of, uh, obviously, God the Father and the Holy Spirit. They're all in one mindset yeah. in that. And, um, you know, I think, and I've been convinced of this uh, for a long time, but God desires people that are willingly and intentionally becoming um, dependent on him. Mm-hmm. And that can be done in our weakness. That's, And, and it, it takes humility to step away from your pride and actually seek him in your in your weakness but it also means to submit to him and his lordship yeah. in the context of our strengths as well yeah. and uh, let him direct our paths and, and what we're, we're doing and that obviously uh, it's all part of our life including you know the places that we're serving and volunteering in totally yeah i feel like this is a really good uh stopping point um sure. such an amazing subject I, i'm sure we could speak hours <laughs> longer on it's somewhat of a broad topic, but this idea of serving, what true service, what does it mean, what does it look like, and how can we do it more fully each and every day? Um, where's our motivation lie? All, all great things to be thinking on, and the reality that there's great, great reward on the backside of it, the great fruit to come. Um, it won't always be fruit that necessarily is impacting our life, but reward and fruit that's impacting the lives around us. And so um, I just want to encourage you again to please like this podcast, follow us, share this podcast. More than anything, please share it. Um, we want to get this word, this message of hope and love and care out to as many as we can. I want to say thank you to my brother Michael for joining us on this podcast. He's here visiting visiting us in City, Montana. So, uh, yeah, praying for safe tra- travels for you on the way home. But uh, mm-hmm. thank you a bunch for, for joining us. Yeah, it was a true honor. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. And uh, as always, I'm Harry Zerk. That's Ben Larson, our co-host. And, uh, yeah, this is episode 10 of season 2 of Onward and Upward. Hoping that you would be encouraged to move onward in your daily walk and upward in your relationship with Christ. That is our goal. That is our mission with this podcast. And so look forward to uh, talking to you all next time. Uh, We have more special guests to come down the pike and look forward to uh, getting to interview and talk with them as well. So uh, from Richland County Fair, we're signing off. Have an awesome rest of your day.